And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with Steps and things flapping their wings on It's Tuesday meeting after They win by 36 Why did we turn it? He was inactive I don't give it <laughs> Hello everybody And welcome to Birds with Friends Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilka Potty I'm Marissa Dunn here to talk about everything going on with the Eagles. We got a blockbuster pre-draft trade to discuss. We've got Shields column to discuss. We've got the annual duck duck juice draft, wherein we uh draft the positions we think the Eagles are most likely to draft, and they get points based on how early they're taken. Very exciting. Zach, the defending champion, uh, will look to defend his belt. Most of all, Shield says he wants to talk about uh who did, you, who did you want to talk about? Christina Aguilera. So why don't you start with that? No, I'm not going to start with that. I mean, I have to keep the people tuned in. We will certainly uh, get to that. But yes, it's a it's a fun time of year. You know, we've got the uh, I've got to mow the lawn outside. I was just looking at it earlier. I mean, it's uh, terrible. So we got to get that fired up once again. We've got the Masters coming up. We'll get to our I don't know. Are we getting to our picks? Bo, you didn't seem that enthusiastic. Usually, you're more enthusiastic. You didn't really um, reciprocate my enthusiasm when we were messaging about this. So it might just be my Masters picks. I, I spent don't know, five minutes looking at it before. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. Uh, I, we're we're going to get to that. I feel like Mow the Lawn is a good, like if there was a guy named Mo or Maurice, they call him the lawn, Mo the Lawn. We've got, uh, you know, I'm about to, I feel like I'm ready to jump into some draft Bit, you know, come up with some terrible draft takes in the next uh, few weeks here. So I think Dane Brugler's beast is going to be coming out any moment, you know, any day now. I don't know what day it's supposed to be. I think he tweeted that it's supposed to be soon. So I'm just going to dive into that. The family's going on a little trip here for uh, spring break. They'll be away for two or three days. I'm just going to be in on the beast for, mm. uh, you know, we'll mix in some playtime in there. But, you know, uh, diving into the beast, working on these spreadsheets, and uh, we'll get ready for the draft. And then once the draft is over, it's uh, it's a nice time. I feel like you can relax for a couple months and uh, wait for training camp to start. You didn't want to join the family on your trip? Well, it's, I mean, I, I, I can't get into everything, but it's a little complicated. It would have been a little <laughs> bit too much of a time uh, commitment with stuff I have planned out work-wise. I would, sure, I would have loved to uh, accompany them, but um, we're gonna, we got some stuff in the works for when they get back uh, to do around here. I believe the Bermans are making some moves next week as well. Yes, we're, we're yeah. Let's let's air it out here. We are going 
going go with my in-laws uh, at the end of the week, and, and but I will be... Uh, going to go hang be, out with Mickey and Goofy. Among other things, yes. Oh. Yes. And so, uh, no, it'll, it'll be a nice he's time. On, he's got his eyes on Minnie over here. Very much looking forward to this podcast. Love draft season. I've been geared up for the draft for a few weeks. Obviously, the trade that the Eagles made this this week adds a whole another dimension to it. Also gets us juiced up for next year's draft, too. So uh, a lot to discuss. Certainly, my family's uh, trip this weekend is not among it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the trade, which breaks on Monday. Uh, a, a blockbuster of sorts as far as pre-draft trades go. For the second year in a row, Howie Roseman and the Eagles moving out of one of their, or I guess moving out of a first-round pick about a month away from the draft uh, in order to accrue future value. They send uh, two of their uh, previous three first-round picks, 16 and 19 overall, along with a 2022 sixth-round pick to the Nolan Saints in exchange for number 18 in this year's draft, a third-round pick in this year's draft, a first-round pick in next year's draft, and a second-round pick in 2024, and also a seventh-round pick in this year's draft. So I think if you you if you if sort of break it up, you can think of it as the Eagles trading uh, a sixth and 19 for a seventh and 18. You set that aside, and then what the real deal is is they're sending a, a 16th overall pick in exchange for a first-round pick next year, a third-round pick this year, and a second-round pick in 2024. Zach, what did you make of the deal? And, uh, you know, were you, uh, like, doing something interesting when the news broke? I really liked the trade. Uh, we wrote about it. You can check that out on our Grading the Moves column. I I shouldn't say I. We had been discussing for, for months now that the Eagles would want to um, – have future flexibility, trade back, but it's easy. It's easy to sit here and say they should try to get a future first. It takes a willing trade partner, right? And and I was somewhat skeptical that they would find one, uh, given where they were drafting, right? I, I mean, if a team's trying, if a team's sacrificing a future first, I figured they'd be trying to get up into the top ten. Let's say uh, that obviously was not the case here. I, I thought it was a good trade. If you had told me Monday morning that 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 these are the terms of the trade, even if you disregarded the team that they were making the deal with, I would have said, oh, oh, definitely take that trade. You add in the fact that it's the Saints who there's high variability there. They have a quarterback coming off an injury. They have a first-year head coach. They have some changes on the roster. They've been a, a consistent team here uh, for quite a few years, but this is a different composition and a different head coach than it's been in the past. I, I think that variability uh, makes the trade even better for the Eagles. So I, I like the move. And then I was doing work when the trade went down. I was in front of my computer, got a text message. I put it up and uh, text message you guys and said, let's, let's, you know, should we grade this trade? Yeah. You Kill. gave no, uh, I found out from Zach's text. He said, you know, mm. grade the move. And then I thought, all right, I guess I better check what's uh, <laughs> happening here. So I had, you know what I, I was thinking no about? It's there, there have been a couple like uh, interesting callbacks to uh, season one of Birds with Friends. We didn't really give uh, your appearance on Chris Long's podcast uh, the attention it deserved, given your love for Chris Long and, and how much we made fun of you for that during that 2017 season. I mean, imagine young Shield, 2017 Shield, 
like dreaming of one day going on Chris Long's podcast. It was a dream come true for you, I'm sure. Uh, and then the other thing is, you I know, don't we know about that. I mean, we could go into the locker room and talk to Chris Long anytime we wanted. I know, obviously, I'm, I'm playing that up. Go, go and ahead, the other thing is, you? you know, as as much grief as the uh, the polarizing grades that we give get um, sometimes um, in the comment section, you know, grading things not on a uh, A to F scale. That was originally your idea, Sheila, I believe. And so it's funny that you are now doing what? nothing but great. No, that is 100% not true. It was your idea. I wanted to just put a letter. I don't know when the first grade was that we did. No, like, you said that that was silly. You said, like, well, how could we how could we grade it? Do you have evidence of this? This does not sound accurate to me. No, these are the, listen, this is the, there have only been three times in my life as a podcast host in which I have overstepped and uh, said something <laughs> that was... That was oh, not that's exactly be accurate. The gift that keeps giving. Uh, no, I, I think I may have said something. Yes, to the effect of like, should we just do letter grades or something else? I did. I, I meant like a scale of one to ten or something. I did not mean <laughs> what you came up with. I'll I think yours was. I think the Gatorade flavors early on was was your. Well, idea. yeah, you made me choose some after we decided okay. we were going to do that. You know, there are times when I enjoy those and times when I, uh, you know, I feel like it gets the creativity flowing. When you hit it, you really hit it. You know, people will come. Oh my gosh, you very hit or miss. I would say that's a nice feeling. And there are other times you go, this is so stupid. Why are we doing this? Uh, as for the trade? <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. A, yeah, I think it was a good trade. I mean, you look at it and I think it's about quarterback. I, I think they want to maintain quarterback optionality. I think they want to be in a position to pounce when the next uh, you know, potential quarterback is unhappy on another team, or if it's just the draft next year when they want to move up. Now there are no guarantees. Others have made this point, but I think in, in your guys, uh, write up, you made the point that there are how many teams now that have five, the Eagles are one of five teams now with multiple first round picks. Next That's year. crazy. Yeah. Is that unprecedented? That's, I, I that mean, has it, to it feels like it, before, but right. Yeah, it feels like, yeah. It. And, and do all those teams, I don't know who all those teams are, but basically all, all those teams, okay. like, couldn't the only one who's like even debatable is Miami. And I think like if Miami's in position to find someone who's better than Tua, they would do it. Okay. So there are no guarantees. There's going to be competition. There's always going to be competition when there are great quarterbacks available. Also, if you're a team that sucks this year and doesn't have a quarterback and you have the first pick in the draft, like, you know, there's almost no deal that would be made to, if you're just going to like buy, if you, and you love Bryce young, I mean, three first round picks. Does that really do it for you? And you still don't have a quarterback? Probably not. So there are no guarantees. Having said that I've been hammering all off season that do not pay up for competency. This is what you should do. Accumulate your assets, get ready to pounce. It doesn't mean it's going to work out, but I think this is the best way to approach the quarterback situation when you don't have one or when you're not sure uh, if you have one. So yes, now they have two first round picks in 2023. They have an extra second in 2024. They can put together a very big, uh, you know, draft uh, draft package if they want to take a big swing next offseason for a quarterback. So um, you know, and, and just regardless of the quarterback situation if you have three first round picks and there's an opportunity to to trade one to get a future for you know to get future draft capital and kind of come out uh, on the right side of that deal then i would probably just do that every time as well yeah i think there are like we can talk about like how he making the move and and a good job by him and then also just what it means for the team as you as you guys talked about on the latter point like we've said like i mean we we said in the in the fall that the most likely thing that they would like to do is is pick up a first round a future first round pick uh 
move back with one of those things and potentially give Jalen Hurts another year to prove himself if they weren't able to land a quarterback. That's exactly what happened. <clears throat> that doesn't mean, as Zach said, that, that they don't get credit for it. I mean, there were a lot of teams probably hoping to uh, potentially move back. I think the Eagles have maybe identified that there's some kind of um, like in market incentive to doing it this early um, and being willing to do it this early. Uh, so kudos to them. And also like everybody, like we knew the Eagles wanted to, to trade down the whole rest of the league knew it too. So like, you know, how he does get credit for making that happen. Um, even though everybody knew the stakes there or the incentives. Um, and, and then for the Eagles, like, don't you think that this is like, I mean, can we, can we cross off the possibility of the Eagles taking a quarterback in the first round? I, I sort of think you can, even though obviously you, you grade the guys differently and there's a, there's a, a value for everyone. But I think if they were if there was someone who they were potentially willing to take, they wouldn't have made this move. I think I think it's pretty fair to say that that this is Jalen Hurts' team for one more year. I, I think that's probably true. Although, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're still keeping fifth. They're still keeping their highest pick. So right. right, they're still keeping fifteen. So if they were in the mode of hey, if quarterback X falls to fifteen, we'll take them. They could still be in the mode of if quarterback X falls to 15, we'll take him, but we don't love him so much that we want to trade up for him. I think you're right. I think it's, uh, you know, still, it's probably unlikely that they do that. It seems like what they would be more likely to do is draft uh, the best available players at the premium positions that they spotlight, build up the roster, and then kind of run it back with uh, Jalen Hurts for a year and see where they are a year from now. But I don't know that necessarily this trade like should swing our view of that one way or another. I mean, they still have two picks. They still have the 15th pick. So if they wanted sure. to, it doesn't have to change their strategy this year, really that much. And I, I don't think, think even if you, if, 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 if you put aside even the quarterback question, and obviously this gives you ammunition uh, to, or I, I should say the assets that you want, if, if you're going to trade for a, a quarterback or trade for a, a pick next year, just from a team building perspective, if, if, if you're able to operate with a longer time horizon than other teams, um, it's a smart move to make because uh, the, the, you know, just, just the variability of a, of a future pick, you, you get that 2024 second. Uh, it doesn't compromise your position this year. It's hard for teams to operate with that type of time horizon. And, um, you know, it, it, it takes management's approval. It takes a certain amount of job security. It takes a, a, you know, a certain amount of understanding about where you are as a roster. So, uh, ownership. Yeah. Owner. I mean, I, I would exactly. throw that in there for sure. Exactly. So, so I think that, you know, that's, it's, it's part of being in a league with 32 teams is that every team is operating under, under kind of a, you know, a, a different situation about where they are about how they want to operate. And I don't want to say the Eagles took advantage of that, but, but what you saw were two teams that are dealing with different time horizons here. And I find it a very peculiar move for the Saints because even if they think they're better than like we think they are and, and the market seems to think they are, like they're not in a, are they really in a, a position to be like pushing their chips in? Very odd. Very, yeah. Very, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with those picks. I mean, this is a team that lost the, you know, we can probably identify what five head coaches that every year are going to give their team an edge with their offensive scheming, play calling, game planning. And Sean Payton was one of those guys and he's gone. I mean, that's a huge deal. Their huge offense deal. could be a total disaster uh, this year. They don't have an answer at quarterback. They're bringing back Jameis Winston here. D 
and also like even like Marcus Williams, Teron Armstead, Malcolm yeah, Jenkins, right. like all these guys. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, defensively, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I feel like did you know he was definitely a declining player, but I do think he was still kind of. I don't know if glue guy is the right term, but you know, when Chauncey Gardner Johnson is about to get thrown out of a game, like Malcolm Jenkins, I felt like was the guy who could grab him like to just chill uh, for a second. I mean, they lost two starting safeties there uh, with Jenkins and Marcus Williams who really complemented each other very well. They lose their defensive play caller uh, in Dennis Allen. I mean, I don't know if he's still calling plays or not, but he's going to be the head coach now. So uh, I thought Dennis Allen has probably been one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL over the last three or four years. I mean, their defense has been good every single year and he's been really creative uh and his you know he, he doesn't have maybe the uh marketing power of some of the other coordinators in the nfl but i thought he did a great job as a defensive coordinator so yeah they are a you know now they're not in a great division i mean the falcons could be what falcons and panthers could legitimately be uh oh no claire that wasn't malcolm jenkins slander please i i, I be, you know i still think we don't give enough credit for you know we don't make fun of i should say the reports of them getting rid of Malcolm Jenkins to hand the team over to Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, that was laughable at the Gotta time. Make it his we called room. it out as laughable at the time. And years later, my gosh, does it seem, uh, you know, e even more laughable. So uh, w w this is a this is a pro Malcolm Jenkins podcast. But anyway, the betting markets have the Saints over under uh, as eight wins. And I was going mm -hmm. through and looking at how many teams had a worse over under. There's only eleven. So if you go by by that and, you know, as kind of a baseline, that would be the 12th overall pick uh, next year. If it, obviously, it's not going to go exactly according to plan, but it's a nice way to kind of look at it. And so you're you're probably going to get a better pick than you're giving away this year. It's tough to do the different draft charts. And, you know, there's probably a project out there for a, a smart analytical mind to figure out how do you discount uh, the points for next year's exactly. pick because th there's a lot of variance there when you look at the yeah. different charts. Some people, like I saw, you know, someone had said you discount an entire round, which I thought was seemed crazy to me. Maybe it's not crazy. I don't know, but um, that that's probably I'm sure the Eagles have that those their own model or their own chart internally. But uh, but it doesn't seem to be disparate from like what the market value has been. There haven't been a lot of like trading out of the round entirely right uh situations recently but it but if you it doesn't seem like the eagles got like ridiculous value i think it's good it's good value it's yeah, I, I yeah i would agree with that yeah i didn't i you know i didn't think it was like one of the, lo the most lopsided trades ever or any i mean you're giving like, like you said i think we have to get that distinction of they traded a first round pick this year they didn't trade back in the first round mm -hmm. right exactly this year. right uh, yeah so, like so they, they traded like a hundred picks back two. in the third yeah, round right. like or yeah so. um so yeah i agree um Anything else on uh, on Howie the Dealmaker, Zach? Because, you know, uh, the story of him moving up for, for Carson Wentz, you know, he talks about, uh, like, making those things happen at the Combine. Obviously, he was at the owners' meetings last weekend. I'm sure this is the scenario that he was shopping. Uh, do, we give him, uh, do we give him more credit for that? You know, I, as far as more credit, I, I think we give him appropriate credit. I, I think this is what Howie does well, right? Every GM has strengths and Every GM has weaknesses, and I think Howie does a good job of a understanding the marketplace and 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 b being creative in trying to put trades together. Um, you know, it, this is a, a little flex here. I, I wrote a story. It's been ten years now, two thousand and twelve, wow. around ten this years. time. Uh, for the it was for the New York Times on oh, oh, wow, on, longest on, tenured on, member. 
Are on, you uh, listening higher up? <laughs> on Howie Roseman as uh, as a trade maker, right? It, it, mm. And because at that time, it was so rare in the NFL. And I actually remember speaking to Shields boy, John Schneider, um, for that story because mm. they had just pulled off this uh, Daryl Tapp, Chris Clemens deal, was it? That, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, that, that I, yeah, that actually worked out well for Seattle. Yes. Um, and... Uh, and but but the, the Daryl Tapp, I believe, a member of uh, D'Amico Ryan's defensive coaching staff. Yeah, that that's correct? right. You yep. see him on the sidelines. Yeah. But but the reason I I bring that up is because great at smile, Daryl Tapp. At at the time, it was viewed as as such like a, a rare thing for a general manager to be this aggressive making trades, and how he had like by far the most trades in the NFL at that point. You just look at this offseason more teams are willing to do this now more players are being traded more picks are being traded you reference the amount of teams that have multiple first round picks obviously a big deal was was made about the fact that the rams traded all these picks and won the super bowl so uh how he spoke last week at the owners meetings about you know zigging when other teams are zagging and i don't think this is a, a case of doing that but i think having that type of flexibility being nimble um, is something that Howie does well. Not just a smile with Daryl Tapp. I would. I, I enjoyed his whole demeanor. You know, yeah. he seemed like a real pleasant guy to be around. I thought. And in our whereas whereas my understanding is Chris Clemens was the opposite. Okay. Well. There you once go. Chris Clemens once pantsed Chris McPherson in the middle of a training camp practice. Sorry if Chris Clemens, if you're listening and want to um, respond to that, you're welcome anytime. Um, there, I also think that aside from the, the team building, um, like implications and why it makes sense for all the reasons we've talked about for the Eagles to, to push some stuff forward. I think there is not, this is not the reason you make the trade, but there is, uh, some small disadvantage, I think, to having three picks, uh, clustered so closely together because, uh, you're, you're less likely to have like multiple, big differences in your draft board versus your pick. So like if you're at 16, you're like, you're really hoping there's a chance that one of your like top 10 guys falls to you. Right. But it's, it's less likely to happen at 16 and, or 15 and 16. And then again at 18, like to have a, a big difference like that. So, I mean, I don't think that's, that's not the reason you make it, but I think it's a small, a small variable here. But I, I, I do want to highlight something Shield said a moment ago that I think is in, important to recognize here because there was this immediate, like um, social media discussion. Well, well, now the Eagles fans should be looking at Bryce Young and you know C.J. Stroud. And uh, unless you're uh, un unless you're really bad or the Saints are really bad this year, it's hard to get one of those guys at the top right. of the draft. I actually think this gives them more flexibility to trade for a, a quarterback who might come open, like you saw this I agree. year. Yeah. So um, now, now clearly, if you can get a franchise quarterback at the top of the draft and, and you grade them as one and you're able to do it. But oftentimes teams drafting in the top, you know, three, four, five uh, are either interested in a quarterback or they're going to want a lot for that pick and you're going to have competition for it. And and so I, I, I think the possibility of them trading for a veteran might be a, um, as strong or even stronger than them landing, say, Bryce Young or CJ Trout. I agree with that. If you tell me, if you tell me that next offseason the Eagles are, acquiring a quarterback with the with the picks that they've acquired like that they've amassed i would i would split my turkeys more on the veteran side than on the rookie side i don't know that i agree with that okay 
I mean, how many veterans are going to be available? It could be one guy in Kyler Murray, and that's even like <laughs> that's even a leap. I mean, the Cardinals might not. Well, I'm saying if they're if they're using it as a package, yeah, like, to move they up, they almost have to. I mean, listen, if you're eight and nine or nine and eight this year, uh, you know, and Jalen Hurts is like the 15th best quarterback. I mean, I don't want to say you have to because you never have to, but like, are you are you just going to come back and do that again in 2023? Like at some point. You got to take a chance on somebody, which is why even, you know, even in like this draft, you don't have to be in love with the quarterbacks. Like if there's someone you feel like has some upside, it's not going to kill you if you draft a guy and, you know, it doesn't pan out like you almost. Well, that was the fun of having three. You felt like you could maybe just play with one. Yeah, Yeah. no, but but also like like the Josh Allen example, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a quarterback who goes number one or, or, or number two. It could be it could be something that gets you up from like the 15th pick to the eighth pick next year. You know, yeah, and true. multiple and reporters asked me about the Wake Forest quarterback yesterday, Sam, Sam Hartman. He's like, yeah, are we talking I, about him as a first round pick? What are we doing? Multiple reporters? Yeah. Like who? At the, at the Kaiser White press conference. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. I, thought, yeah. I thought you were texting <laughs> me or something. Like, what the yes, hell? Yes, yes. Yeah, in the, in the auditorium. Yeah, not, okay. not like reaching out to me cold. Hey, what's the deal on this guy? Oh, so is that guy good? He's fine. I don't know. You don't I mean, like but I, 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 but I haven't listen, studied him. But if you want, that, if you want uh, I'll give you my my quarterback, my under the radar yeah. quarterbacks to watch for next year. Okay. Because last year, if you remember on this pod, I was talking up Desmond Ritter, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that a was flex. a little, yeah. Well, I don't know. If that's a flex. He's he, <laughs> I, he, he's not going to be a top ten guy. Um, but uh, I think someone who can gain a, a lot of steam is Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. Um, he started basically one year, you know, he, he came into the, into the lineup this year. Um, but there's a lot to like with his profile. Uh, and then if you want related then, to Dick or DeMarcus, I don't believe he's rated. He's related to DeMarcus Van Dyke. Um, what about Dick? I don't know Dick Van Dyke is that that's like an old TV guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I would like, uh, I don't know Dick Van Dyke as a, as a draw. Uh, Nick yeah. at night. Yeah. And then uh, uh, McCall from uh, from Coastal Carolina. He's, I think he's I was be... gazing up Malik Willis. You were, Jam, right? Yeah, yeah, you were. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Bruce Feldman did a story on him. And yeah. I, you know, I saw one YouTube him. clip and I was yeah. yeah. Um, I, I believe it's it's Grayson McCall on Coastal Carolina. I watched one Coastal Carolina game this year and I was like, who's this guy? This guy's intriguing. So um, he's, he's I don't know if he's going to be a top of the draft guy. But certainly, t- uh, Tyler Van Dyke is the one who uh, who I would say uh, pay attention to this year. Dick's grandson. I am, uh, you know, as I said, we months a couple months ago, and this isn't like a, a hot take because you know everybody loves him. But uh, I like everything I say from Bryce Young. I sure. mean, I would I would be trying to identify these terrible teams, and I'll give him another first this year for you know you want to hey hey Joe Douglas, you want another first uh, this year? Uh, I'll bank on Zach Wilson not being very good, and we'll we'll take your first. Next year, I mean, that's the, the other thing is you're right. You know, like if a team, like let's say, and, and you also have to look at what teams do this year. Like if Atlanta drafts a quarterback this year, uh, they could suck next year and be have a top three pick, but then still be like, well, we're going to stick with whatever quarterback we took in 2022, so we'll move down. I mean, that would be a great outcome for the Eagles. You know, there could be a team, uh, like I just said, the Jets. I mean, the Jets could be like, shoot, are we? do we really want to move on from Zach Wilson after two years? But they could easily yes. be a bottom five team. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I no, no, I, I, the point lean taken. towards yeah. that, but are they going to uh, do that? So uh, there could be, uh, you got to keep an eye on, on some of these teams 
this year who's taking the quarterbacks in the first round where they might not be willing to move in a different direction uh next year nate tice dropping in on the chat says uh the guy he likes aside for he loves cj stroud he says watch out for will levis levis oh, I like, Ooh, yes. the Penn from yeah, kentucky transfer, yeah. Right? yeah 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 that's a nice transfer. job by by them letting him get away exactly. the situation has been outstanding zach goes ooh. <laughs> I, no I, I i like him and actually he was in the news today he's he's love uh, it or leave us he's he's in, he's involved with the racehorse for um like the uh <laughs> your you know, content the, wow. consumption patterns <laughs> really we need to re we need to do a whole podcast I, on this i have to tell you that the first thing i heard there from zach was involved he's involved the in the race wars <laughs> oh well, no that's race. not what it is a um, race horse a yeah, I mean, which is not clear horse. at all. I yeah. mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, uh, you know, like, 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 it, like, you know how the NOI. Yeah, in, he's big in the race wars. wars. <laughs> oh, he's okay. he, like a, a sponsorship or an endorsement. Oh, okay. Or is all right. Some okay. Affiliation. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, last thing, we we didn't we didn't give enough uh, credit to how much fun it's going to be for Eagles fans to root against that that Saints team. Uh, Having listen. that. Yeah, been staying that for a year. Much more fun. It goes back to the what was the year two thousand eight, where they needed all this stuff to happen in week seventeen, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean that. I bet if you polled Eagles fans on the most under the radar like uh, fun day of rooting that you know a non playoff game specifically, that would be right there where you're rooting against other teams, you're getting the help you need, and then of course you cap it off. Uh, at night but yes it's much more fun to root uh, against other teams than it is to root for your own team all right let's take a little break on the other side the moment everybody's been waiting for the return of the duck duck juice draft and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free you see this a family watching baseball on direct tv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy i hope getting all these games on direct tv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds direct tv has the most mlb games call 1-800-DIRECT-TV claim based on total games carried on sports networks sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package terms or restrictions apply don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilka Padia, Marissa Dunn. Uh, as we transition to draft season in full here on Birds with Friends, it's time for the first of our three pre-draft drafts. Now, Do you think you need to rethink these, you know, some of these annual exercises? It may be time to switch it up. I mean, you know me, no. every two, two or three years, I like a change. I get bored easily. Uh, I just feel like some of this has maybe, you know, I'm not saying you got to redo all of them. But I think there might be an opportunity. We'll get through draft season. You know, like Howie Roseman says, this is like our season ends after the draft. So maybe after the draft and some of that downtime, we can revisit some of our annual. You want me to just leave the show? Games. Should I just should I just not be on the show anymore? And 
get the creativity flowing. Change them up. I'm not saying you have to get rid of just. I put in the work on the front end so that I don't okay. have to think about new games okay. every offseason. Maybe maybe we can do some type of exercise where we have, uh, you know, listeners vote on, you know, should we maybe we should which of these should we get rid of? Which of these should we? Yeah, they're going to get rid of me. That's what's going to happen. Uh, no, the games. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not but the they're going to turn Although into we can do that, too. Yeah, we can yeah. do that, too. Okay. All right. Sorry. Just something to think about. All right. Well, I thought about it and I I, I reject the premise entirely. Well, go to Helsinki. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, so w- 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 majority rules. Uh, so ZP and Marissa, you know, hmm. they're, you know it's, they're afraid of you. Look at them. Yeah. Nice so it's funny. I, I People had, love uh, this game. I received a text message yesterday um, from a reader who said, please do away with these stupid grading games. Let's stick to standard school grades. A text Polarizing. message? Yeah. And, so this is somebody uh, you know. Wow. Yeah, this is yeah. this was Jeffrey. I and I said it. And, I, and I, I said, you need to pick your battles. That's a losing battle. Yes. Ooh, um, interesting. Not really sticking up for his boy there. No, oh. I, I just meant yeah, like. Throw me under the bus. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I, I didn't say it was your I'm idea. getting it from it both sides very, here. It could very well be my idea. I get we you get to decide the uh, the grading scale sometimes. <laughs> oh, shut Well, well okay. I think I did Bo. say. I mean, if 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 we if, if we want to air this out, I said, should we go straight grades for this? And then you said, how about Eagle Saints? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I well, I'm yeah. I'm committed to the bit. I I can't jump <laughs> yes. off now. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, uh, like, was it really? Would it really make a difference for for our, our readers if they got to see that we gave it an A minus instead of? Like a Malcolm Jenkins signing, who cares? Read the read the analysis. <laughs> All right, let's go. So no, so I, I bring that up as as a, as a way of saying I am not going to chime in on the elimination of the games. I like that it's a creative entry point to discussing the positions that are going to draft. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. All of these games serve a purpose. Okay. People seem to love a duck duck juice. People a lot like of people a duck duck in juice the, in the comments. Yeah. Now, okay. yeah, the so three we'll of us, the three of us, each won one of the games last year. So, Sheila, you won. Owl, you know, which is when really? we predict like the specific players. Uh, who oh the yeah. Will draft. I mean, listen, I've been pretty hot with some of those. You know, you have been the, good at that. You know, I got a, I got a Jack Driscoll. Like, if you got a two Jack years Driscoll, ago, you, two years we ago, you nailed about it. that every show. I mean, you would have a Probably Jack Driscoll so. jersey in the back there. Yeah, I just, you know. Yeah, Bill nailed one of their worst drafts in, in recent history, right? That's right. Yeah, that's true. I'll take credit for that. I, but yeah, I, you you are the, the two-time defending champion in that. Uh I won the turkeys to the kingdom. Zach won Duck Duck Juice. Now, uh, for new listeners, Duck Duck Juice, we have uh the 12 position groups. We are going to draft how likely we think the Eagles are to draft players from that position. And a point is awarded. In inverse order of the draft order, so if your position is drafted in the first round, that's seven points. Second round, six points. Third round, five points, so on and so forth. Eagles, of course, have ten picks in this year's draft, including two first-rounders, a second-rounder, two-thirds, a fourth, three-fifths, and a seventh. They may uh, continue moving around, but a lot of points on the board in the duck-duck-juice draft. And we go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, tackle, Interior offensive line has one, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, corner, safety, and special teams. Zach, as the defending champion. Hold on, hold on. What's the rule? I remember we had some stuff in place for if it's a guard slash tackle, 
or mm. if it's a DN slash, you know, ooh, yes. this guy's like Michael Bennett, you know, he can line up at defensive end. I'm Milton Williams down. last year was a, was a bit divisive. Yes. Now, do we just wait till the end? Because if somebody gets defensive end and defensive tackle, it's moot. If somebody gets offensive tackle and interior line, it's moot. Or do we need to sort that out now? I think we can sort it out now. I think, uh, I, I think guard tackle is probably the toughest. Uh, I feel like edge defensive tackle, it's unlikely that, that there's going to be real okay. disparity. Uh, tackle guard, do we just, I would say, I would say if there's agreement between where they are listed in Brugler's Beast and the way that they are announced or talked about by the, pre, the, the post-draft press conference, it's easy. If there's disparity... Right. Dane is can be the uh, final decision maker if there's a real controversy. Okay. Wait, so I have a question. As you said, as the defending champ, I get the first pick. Can I pick my draft order as opposed to? Yeah, you get to pick where you go, I think. He doesn't have to be first. You didn't let me me finish. Yes. As the defending champion, you get to make the entire draft order, not just where you pick, but also where Sheila and I pick. Oh, I would have tried Ooh. harder last year if I knew there was this incentive. Okay. Uh, Remember that so next offseason when you're mad at me for doing this game again. <laughs> I'm not mad for doing I, I'm not mad at you for doing this game. Um, okay, and... Look at Paul. This is the most I've offended him. I've called him all sorts of names. <laughs> called him out for all kinds of things. And this is the one thing where I really got to <laughs> Um, right, I, I will go, <laughs> I will go with the, uh, three, four. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, so you want to go last in the first round last? and then who is going oh. first? Uh, Bo's going first. Shield's going second. Ooh, burying me. I burying wanted me. to go first. You want to trade? Yeah, I'll trade you. Okay. Yeah, I'll trade you. Oh, this is unprecedented. The first ever Duck Duck Juice trade. Yeah, I mean, I don't even See? know. See, a lot to Things do. are staying fresh. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to keep it. Yeah. Wow. Right, so I can start? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. With the uh, first pick in the 2022 Duck Duck Juice draft, I'm going wide receiver. Mm. I thought this was pretty easy for me. I mean, there's a chance they take it. I feel like a solid chance they take one in the first round. And even if they don't, they're going to take one at some point. You could certainly take multiple wide receivers. I believe it's the most drafted position uh, that there is. So, you know, maybe you hit on some late rounders as well. And so, uh, you know, I spent about five minutes on this before we started. And I have wide receiver at the top of my board here. And I thought that was a pretty easy one. Have you guys found? Uh, have you started doing work on the top receivers yet? Is there no? Okay. Theoretically, uh, I've I've got a big like spreadsheet of past players that I'm working through to try to figure out some uh, some parameters exactly. that I'm looking for. But we've got we've got Nate Tyson in the chat. He gave us the guys he likes at the and at the yeah. combine. So and if I can ask Trent, you guys a quick Drake question guy. here, uh, in, in terms of a team building question, at, 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 at wide receiver, we have spoken in the past about don't draft a player based on those you have on your team already, right? Just just take the best player and, you know, and make it work. Now, we said that almost in conjunction with, like, when they took Jalen Rager and they wanted someone who can play on the outside because they wanted to play 12 personnel, that kind of thing. Considering the fact that Devontae Smith is a building block player, do you take him into account when considering the other wide receivers? Do you want someone who's who's different 
in terms of body type, in terms of playing style than Devontae? Or are you just saying, give me the best group of wide receivers and let Sirianni figure it out? I think you always get in trouble if you are trying to look for a very specific type and not just trying to find the best player. And like, so if you, if, if, if Devonte Smith's clone was on the board, you wouldn't just want the two of them on the field together. Like, wouldn't that be great? Like you really need a, a guy with a different skill set. I think, uh, I think like the draft is about getting the very best players that you can into your system. This is like the most important thing you can do talent wise for your, for your franchise. I don't think you consider like the, how they fit with other guys too much. And I definitely don't think that you overvalue how they're going to fit in the scheme because I'm, I'm worried about this from what they're talking about on defense. Like Jonathan Gannon might be a head coach next off season. I'm not too worried about how they're going to fit into his scheme. That's what free agency is for. Uh, the draft is about getting the best guys you can. This is your chance to control that cost. I agree with that. I always thought the whole, you know, build the wide receiver core, like a basketball team. I, I never really bought into that. I mean, I, I would just say, think that it's not like one guy is only good at one thing. Like Devonte Smith is not a specialized player. You know, mm -hmm. he's a route runner. He can get downfield. He can help you on third down. He can play uh, outside. There are a lot of different things he can do. And so, yeah, I would say just take the, take whoever the best player is. Well, I think wide receiver was a good pick there, Shiel. Um, although would you have I, gone the wide more... receiver first or no? I'm not sure what or I would. Would you go do. with what you're about to go here? Well, I think I probably, I probably would have. But I think yeah. you're right that they're like they are, they are going to draft a wide receiver. It might, it might not be in the first round. It might not be till the third or fourth round. But there's no, there's no chance that they don't. They have to. Now, the one draft theory that I dislike, or I shouldn't say the one, one that I, I dislike is is this notion that there's so many good wide receivers, you can wait around for the position and get a good one in the middle rounds, right? Like if if there's one that you really like in the first round, you take him in the first round because the delta between him and the guy you're going to get in the third round, that's the same logic that the Eagles once applied to like picking Donnell Pumphrey. Now you could argue, well, they just picked the wrong running back. If they took Marlon Mack, if they took James Conner, uh, the, the logic would stand that it was a deep class in 2017. I just don't think you can operate on 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 this idea that uh, you're you're gonna get the receiver that you want in round three or in, in round four. If there's one that you love who you think could be a difference making player in round one, you take him and you don't worry about what the board looks like in round three or round four. Well, it's interesting you say some that. Numbers on this, don't? Weren't you working on something with this, Bo? Yes. Yeah, so I was just gonna say. So I. I one of the things that I did, I, I went back and looked at, and I'll do something on the site with this uh, next week, Let's. but uh, all of the pro, the initial pro bowlers, so guys who made the first like wave of pro bowl teams, you know, this Mitch Trubisky doesn't count, like a, an injury replacement. All of those guys and first team all pros over the past 10 years, all of those players at every position, I, I went through where they went in the draft, um, you know, what, what conferences they came from. And wide receiver is one of the most drafted first round positions, right? And this is very surprising to me. Uh, I know of you're all, yeah. what? Of I, all, I know where you're going with this. Of yeah. all the positions, I, so the the median pick for all of the Pro Bowl, all Pro wide receivers over the past 10 years is 47, which is the middle of the second round. That is the third latest of all the positions behind only guard and center. But how much of that would be a volume thing? Like how many more total wide receivers are drafted? Oh, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely yeah. part of it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the it's sort of the possible versus probable thing. You know, it's it's can you get a guy later? Yes, um, but I, I sort of lean towards Zach. I mean, if it's close and you want to say, hey, we got all these wide receivers in the same tier and we have a pick yeah. in the second round, then that I think that's fine. Well, if second it's round's different. Yeah, second yeah, round's different. I yeah. think that's different than, you know, saying, oh, you know, we don't need to worry about it. We'll be fine getting a guy later. Yeah, and I also think like you know we're talking positional importance. Like if it's you've got a wide receiver on the board and a, a guard in the first round, I, you know take the right. wide receiver. Um, but I don't right. I don't think that you need to get a first round receiver to get yeah. to get impact. Yeah, I mean I think so. I think JJ your second round pick should be an an impact player. I mean, and and to what we talked about with Shields rankings, it's hard sometimes to differentiate between say like the twenty third player on your board and the thirty first player on your board. But there should be a difference between, say, the 23rd player on your board and the 95th player on your board. And so that's where I'm saying that it, it's okay sure. to say we can in the second round we'll be able to get this. It, it takes a certain amount of hubris to think you'll hit on receivers in round four, let's right. say. Yeah. Yes, right. I agree we with can't, that. This, this pace is unsustainable. <laughs> that's Sorry. <fair. laughs> I, I didn't mean to, to interject there. With the <laughs> craft theory no, question. this is good. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I am on the board. I'm still a little bit on the fence here, but I'm going to go – I'm going to go with defensive end. Um, I think the Ojabo injury hurts a little bit here. Uh, I think it's part of the reason the Eagles are maybe uh, moving out. But I think if the Eagles had their choice of what position they could draft with the first uh, of their first round picks, like the ideal for the person to be on the board, I think it would be a defensive end. So I will take defensive end. Okay. That was number two on my board. That was number one on my board. Um, Oh, okay. Throwing a little. All right. We'll yeah, so so let's see here. Um, <laughs> do I go? Uh, do I go hunting for points, or or do I just go for base hits here? I'm definitely going to go safety uh, because Ooh, I, interesting. interesting. I I'm confident they're going to draft the safety, but the question is, I I, I don't know if, the, if if this has the capability of hitting big for me, right? Um, this is another one where we may have to go to the beast on uh, if there's a you know a, a versatile defensive back. True. I mean, True. there we can. Uh, it should be yeah. pretty easy to see where it's so practicing too. though. Yeah. I, they don't usually cross. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. And then I am going to go safety. Interesting. That's that's surprising. Me too. Yeah, I thought that was surprising. That was number okay. six. On but finish, list. finish. Then yeah. we'll discuss. <laughs> okay. And um. Hmm. I box. I don't think I'm going to win the game this year. Uh, <laughs> Already? <laughs> well, you know what the problem is? This is the this is a trouble spot for Zach going third in the first round. This is the yeah, Trey Thomas selection. This. this is the yeah. this is the Trey Thomas spot. That's true. You should have just taken the. You should have just taken one. Well, I, watch. I I I should have gone one or two, so I I I, I could land the end or wide receiver. Right, but um, why did you so aggressively choose three? Uh, yeah, right. so you'll um, do fine. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. I mean, he seems uh, very distressed. I'm, I'm going, I'm going defensive tackle here. Okay. All uh, right, I like that. And one. and because I, I think there's a, a a chance their first round pick is a defensive tackle. There's a few intriguing D tackles in round two, and I think actually the the uh, the draft kind of falls off after the top uh, after the top of the board at defensive tackle. We we spoke to some people uh, behind the scenes last week who who kind of thought this was a 
a weak D tackle class after the top. So I guess safety is more of my base hit one, right? They're going to draft a safety. I just don't know where D tackle is, is, is where I'm, I'm, I'm going for boomer bust potential. Yeah. I feel like we don't, we'll give analysis at the end because you don't want to give away any okay. strategy about what you thought about other now. Uh, well, I think, I think once the, now, once the position goes off the board, then okay. you can talk about it. But yeah. Uh, you know, I was doing my top uh, free agents for 2023. I like that comic. And I was looking Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are both free agents after mm -hmm. the season, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's like a, I mean, that's probably a very, I don't know if it's under the radar or not. I feel like we haven't talked about it a lot, but um, you know, I almost wondered if they would extend it, Javon Hargrave, like in the months ahead. Yeah. I think there's I a good chance they yeah. might do that even okay. just as a salary cap thing, push money yeah. forward. Yeah. You know, my, that's my, that's sort of be a wise move. He's what 29 or 30, I believe. Uh, played well last year. Seems like a think, good. I think this is know, his age twenty nine season. Teammate uh, checks all those things. So yeah, that that would not be a bad move if they. Well, if uh, I wanted to know a little bit more about like his upbringing, where where could I read about that? On the athletic, mm -hmm. uh, there was a. Oh, a, sorry, I should have linked to that. That's a bad. Nah, job, no problem. Um, have have you guys done any Jordan Davis work yet? I haven't done work on theoretically. Anything. Okay. All right, you want, free, now I, you want to know what free agents are I, be, I would be in on Jordan that. Davis for the Eagles at 15. Okay. By and the I'll way, tell you who uh, I'm out yeah. on, Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, because he's old, right? Yeah. 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 Um, a quick thing on 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 Shields, 20, what, on Shields free agent column. <laughs> uh, a thing that jumped out to me on Shields free agent column was the amount of quality safeties there are on the market. I, I think you had four in your top 16. Oh, and, is that true? I didn't even realize uh, that. Yeah. I, I mean, you had Fitzpatrick, you had Jesse Bates. Derwin James was lower than I expected. I think I think Derwin James was 16th on, on your board. I and mean, I he's thought he was going to be higher. Yeah, he's played, what, 36 games in four yeah. years or something? Yeah. I mean, I love Derwin James. Yeah, I had him as an all – I think I put him on my uh, all-pro team at the end of last year. But just the injury stuff kind of, uh, kind of scares me there with him. So I, I wonder, too, if, uh, if that's something – I don't think the Eagles should take into consideration, right? But when they, when they, when they gave Anthony Harris the one-year deal this year, I, I wonder if they thought about who's going to be in the market next year as well. Well, the safety market has been very strange. Marcus Williams did not get as much money as they thought he would at 14 million. Where Jamal Adams is the highest-paid safety at 17 and a half million, and Tyron Matthew still being out there is just stunning to me, man. I thought he was going to be first 24 hours. You know, a team was just going to target him and go after him, and that hasn't happened either. So uh, it's been sort of a tough one to figure out in recent years. But yeah, I think you can say for those guys you mentioned, Zach, you're probably you know Minka Fitzpatrick to me is like definitely a 15 to 17, maybe resets the market uh, type type safety there. Jesse Bates is probably going to be in that uh, 15, 16 million dollar a year range. Um, so we'll we'll see with the other guys. All right. All right, I have a similar uh, quandary to Zach where there's a position I know the Eagles are going to draft at some point, and there's another position I'm not so sure they will, but I think is more likely to be an early round pick. And I'm going to go for the swing. I'm going to take cornerback. Uh, the, the Eagles have uh, talked a lot about how happy they are with their young cornerbacks. They want those guys to compete for the job. Um, I don't think that that's a crazy idea, but I also think that if there's a corner in the first round, that's there. That's a position they value. Uh, it's an important position in the league. I could see that happening. And also, they don't just need a starter opposite Darius Slay. They need an eventual replacement for Darius Slay. So a a, a high-end corner, I think, is, is, a, is a possibility. I think that's a good one. I think we've hit on all the 
uh, you you guys might disagree. You don't have to tell me if you do. I think we've hit on the most likely first round options. That's what I was going to say. That was the last position I thought could be a first round pick. Yeah, I was hoping that uh, cornerback slid to me. Now it gets uh, pretty difficult. Wait, real quick though. I was was just going to say if if the Eagles – don't draft a cornerback high or or they wait on it. And Bo Wolf asks Howie Roseman in the, in the press conference afterwards, uh, why he didn't do it, how, or I I guess why they didn't spend a pick on a corner. Howie says, I'm going to correct you there, Bo. We spent a pick Mm. on Kerry Vincent jr. We consider him part of this draft class. We traded a sixth rounder for him. So Uh, yeah, I think I get that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, just just a little preview for what's to come in a few weeks. Uh, I, listen, that's my favorite part. And take out the podcast is predicting what. Yeah, he was part of the earth trade. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know, but like they view him yeah. as a. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, this next one here is uh, is difficult for me. I've got it. Oh wait, I get two, right? You get two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, then I guess it's pretty easy. Although once I got through the first like four, I kind of just wrote down positions. So let me double check this uh, <laughs> to make sure I'm not forgetting anything here. I don't know if I'm gonna love this. I should probably. Um, they're probably gonna take that at some point. Would they take that in the second round? I don't think it's a great draft for that. All right, I'm going to go with uh, linebacker. Here, obviously, you know, I don't think they're going to take a line. That was the other one first, I considered there, but yeah. First round, there's not a lot of upside there, but, you know, I feel pretty strongly that it, it's kind of like what, what Zach said, swing for the uh, doubles. I feel strongly that they're going to take a linebacker at some point. It could be on day two. Well, I also think linebacker is a good spot because with 10 picks, they could be they could be taking multiple linebackers. You, you might yeah. get a double dip there. Okay. They don't have many on the roster. Now, this next one is very difficult, I think. Uh I think I'm going to go with, and I think this will surprise uh, you both, perhaps. We'll go interior offensive line. Mm, uh, Linderbaum. You know, you got, because I, I was looking at this too. Now, uh, Bo, what was your thing? If anybody mocks an interior offensive lineman to the Eagles, you're uh, di- you're not reading the rest of their mock draft? Correct. All right, let me let me play a little devil's advocate here. Again, I was doing the top 20, you know, top free agents for 2023. I mean, Isaac Sayamalu is a free agent after next season, is he not? Sure. Yeah. Did you not know that? Did I get you? I'm not one? worried. I didn't it. remember. If they want that. him back, they'll bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Don't he tell Isaac's some, agent he, that. Right? Yeah, he gets to make. Uh, he already signed like the most team-friendly extension ever. He'll be. He'll well, be fine. I don't know about that. People thought it was very. You know, I, I don't know about what, what you've gotten from Isaac. Say, what, yeah, that's fair. Whether it was that uh, team-friendly. I mean, look at what the guards. Okay, go ahead. Like mediocre guards got this uh, off-season. I don't think it was that different. Uh, and then Jason Kelsey could be his last year. Correct. Sure. And then Landon Dickerson, we'll see what, you know, you pencil him into one of three spots, but you have two of three. Well, don't you actually, have two of three starters? On your point, Nate Herbig okay. will also be a free agent next offseason. Okay. So don't you have two, two potentially two of three starters and a backup are free agents after the season? Sure. So is it that crazy that they would go? And I mean, I'm not advocating. Well, that they in the do, first round, I, I think, think you might have gone a little crazy. over. I think you might have gone a little overboard. I never said they weren't going to draft an interior offensive lineman. Okay. I think it's a very okay. reasonable thing for them to do in the middle okay. of the of the draft. I just don't think like this the idea that they're desperate to find Jason Kelsey's replacement. They're going to use a first round pick on the position. I think that is that is crazy. Don't Eagles okay. beat writers need to sign something ahead of time that stipulates? You always mention 
that you don't need to draft anyone because Jeff Stoutland's, you know, can mm. can develop a. Uh, I think know, that was a good pick. To- <laughs> Unbelievable. The shade. This is, no, listen, it's not, that's true. It's, not it's, it's good that everybody's saying that. I mean, look at these guys. He's the Jack freaking. Look at Nate Herbig. I mean, Nate Herbig's out there giving him quality snaps. Jack Driscoll's giving him quality snaps. They lose Brooks and Sayamalu for an entire season, and they have a top five offense. I mean, Jordan, my line. I mean, how much more does he have to do to win you over, Zach? I'm not. Man, unbelievable. I, Jeez. Look, you guys can. I know you're right down the street. He's Stop a big. It. He's a, he's a big Skarnecki ahead. He doesn't my like my fellow media. You know, media Rose Valley uh, neighbors I, here. If you're I think Jeff Stallard is an outstanding coach. I think he's an outstanding coach, and I think he does a terrific job. I I just think there's like there's this idea that that um, the players don't have anything to do with it. Like the players have a lot to do with it too. Is my point. No, so. you always make that point. But if you're it, it, listen, if if it's a bunch of players, like there are multiple instances sure. of players who are not highly regarded by whatever you think of the league, right? You know, did not think of them as like top four. Doesn't mean they're always right. You know, you all right. I'm gonna give players. you a quick. You can give every individual player credit for their own success, but yeah. also yeah. like so the, the, the evidence is too large. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they never have a bad offensive line. So so you so you're watching a Browns game and Michael Dunn has an outstanding game. And instead of saying, look how much Michael Dunn's worked to develop the game, instead you say, Bill Callahan's the best offensive line coach there's 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 been in in, in, the, in the NFL. I'm not taking anything away from Jeff. I think it's fine to say both those things. I bet Michael Dunn would probably say both those things. I don't know if that's true or not, Marissa. If I, you, you I bet he would definitely yeah, say those things. I bet he would say those things. Man, I got, I, I've worked my butt off, and also it's been great that I've gotten to work with this offensive line uh, legend as opposed to some of these bums that you know my friends yeah, are calling me from some of these teams saying, man, their offensive line coach doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, players want coaches who make them better. Absolutely. Yeah, Stoutland has a track record of making guys uh, better. Like how many offensive linemen have come in and underachieved and gone elsewhere and played well? I mean, that's an easy way to look at it. It's not – there's always some mystery with how a, an assistant coach is performing. But, I mean, there aren't many that uh, I can really remember of a guy who didn't work out here and then went somewhere else. And, you know, I guess Ryan Bates, uh, Bose boy would be hmm. one of them. And who knows? Maybe Stoutland wanted to keep Ryan Bates. Yeah, still and, mad about uh, that. You know? yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, tough call here for me. Uh, I'll just tell you what I'm deciding between, because I imagine Zach will take one between uh, running back and tight end. I think, uh, I think the Eagles are more sure to draft a tight end. This is a good tight end draft class. A lot of good guys in the middle uh, rounds, but I think they're, potentially more likely to draft a running back early in like the second or third round, your, your Miles Sanders replacement, get him out of here. Uh, I'm going to go. Come on. Yeah, give, me, give me the tight end. Give me the tight Stick end. Stick to your board. I mean, you ripped the Eagles for being That's on true. the clock and That's fair. can't decide. I mean, you have a board there. You're going tight end. Wow. I mean, why would they take a tight end? They're going to take a tight Please end. Please explain it to me. Uh, all right, day three, fine. I don't care. Why would they take? Uh, is there a chance they take a tight end before day three? And should I uh, preemptively get upset about it? No, but I you think it's a reasonable. I think end. it's a reasonable fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, the sixth or seventh will suffice. I mean, you just paid your tight end fourteen million dollars a year. He's a very good player. He's an all-around player. Uh, you don't need to play twelve personnel. 
even though I know Bobo, I know I was texting some numbers that yeah, uh, they, they were the best offense in the league in 12 yeah, personnel yeah. last year. And they had in who was their second tight end? It right. didn't matter. Exactly. So listen, I agree with that. Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll. Yeah. I agree with that. Put anyone out I there do immediately play. regret not taking running back. So just for the record. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a bad move, but we'll see what Zach does here. Maybe so, we'll still get a running well, back. Well, no. So actually the reason I wanted the three, four here was because there were two <laughs> positions that I wanted to avoid. Yeah, that, said, that's reasonable. Want the three, four. No, I want. I to, no, no. When I saw what came off the board, number one and two, I said, I said, ah, I should have. You know, ah, I should okay, preserve right. that. The reason I picked three, four. I think at that's the beginning. That's good thinking. Was to avoid was to avoid two positions at the end. That's where I said I might have overthought it um, because you know I I I could have been like you know um, a penny smart and dollar foolish here, right? Because like I'm I'm chasing. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go running back and tackle here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm confident they're going to draft. Well, I shouldn't say confident. I, I expect them to draft a running back. I think uh, actually Bo's boy from the senior bowl, Damian Pierce, is a good player. And he's a fun guy, man. He's, he, yeah. Yeah, he's like one game of game the game guys game. I yeah I watched yeah. during college football season. I remember the one run. Um, Why did I take ran, running back over tight end? He got his helmet. Yeah, that was a bad pick. I mean, I almost took running back with my last pick. I can't it's believe a bad you pick. took tight end. Like running back's a lock. You know, it's I a bad pick. Uh, yeah, but Pierce had the run where his like helmet got knocked knocked off, and he just kept going and like charged into the uh, end zone for a touchdown. And then went crazy. Like he seems a little nuts in a good way. Uh, so he would be a fun player. And then uh, uh, tackle, I, look, they, they obviously are, are fine on the starting tackles. Well, tackle is not it's, not, it's the same as what, what she was saying about the offensive yeah. line. I mean, Dillard is a free agent, and Lane Johnson, who knows how long he's going to play. Well, I, I was, I was going to say, if, if, if they trade Dillard, and I don't know if they will or not, but if, if they do trade Dillard, they don't really have anyone who can step in as like a oh, left, as a backup you, left tackle. Raven Clark. So um, yeah, Brett Toth. He's kind of, he, he tore his ACL. I, I I don't know. I think they need uh, a little more insurance there, right? Um, or I, I don't. By know the way, if the Eagles ACL. trade Andre Dillard during the draft, you lose tackle points. No, no we had to stipulate <laughs> that ahead of time. Um, so, uh, but I look. I I I don't feel like strongly about any of these. Um, you know, day three tackles. Let's say, but uh, I I I do think uh, credit to Jeff Stoutland. One thing Jeff Stoutland's done an outstanding <laughs> job of is is like not just not just developing players, but I think identifying these late round players because he has a big part um, in yes. in the in the scouting process. And I think you know, like the the Matt Pryor pick was a good pick when you consider what he gave you at the round that he took you. Uh, Jack Driscoll in the fourth round that was a good pick. I got you know they they didn't get anything from 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 Prince from Prince Tega Winego, but overall he's done a good I job. Thought that was a fine pick too. I mean, yeah, it was a fine pick. I'm just saying they, yeah. they they didn't get anything right. from him. But um, but uh, I think he he does a good job of identifying uh, offensive linemen. So I I like that. All right. Um, I don't. I thought those were good picks, Zach. Yeah. I think yeah. You, you did getting you, running you did back there was nice for you. It's true. <laughs> This is going to be my version of, of Zach. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I took tight end <laughs> over running back. Charlie uh, Kolar. I think there's a chance they draft a punter uh, in this draft. It's a good punter draft, they say. Okay, um, and analytics, maybe we, we if, if they draft a punter, we should have punalytics on. We will. We will. I think we will definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Sipos, not that great of a year last year, but 
I have to take quarterback over punter. There's, I mean, if they take a quarterback in the, to. in the fifth Why round, it, it's possible. So I'll take quarterback. I mean, Minshew entering the last year of his deal. Who knows what they think of Reed Sinet? They could use a backup. I thought they're trading Minshew for four first round picks. No. Yes, yeah, somebody. Hey, I was not, you know, this is going to come back to bite me. I actually think they're they're going to trade Minshew for something more than they should be able to trade him for, and like you know their sort of theories on quarter are going to be rewarded because there will be a stupid team out there who's left without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, they could trade Minshew. All right, Sheila. Would you like to announce your final selection? I mean, I, there's only one thing left. You just mentioned it. Yeah. Special teams. There you go. All right. All right. So Sheila, wide receiver, linebacker, interior offensive line, and special teams. I have defensive end, cornerback, tight end, and quarterback. Zach has safety, defensive tackle, running back, and offensive tackle. I, I think your draft turned out better than than you gave it credit for in the beginning. I think I think your strategy of having the best end of the draft might might work out for you. Thank you. I hope so. I think it's pretty even actually looking at this. I feel I feel like everyone's in the mix here. Yeah. Two first round picks is a, is a dynamic we've yeah. we've never dealt with before in this okay. uh, in this game. So that will be fun. All right, a right. uh, little break, and then back with uh, some wrap-up thoughts on uh, Christina Aguilera. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Uh, Shield, before we get to your takes, we uh, you didn't get a chance to, to talk about uh, Jeffrey Lurie's press conference. I wonder what your thoughts were. I know you wrote about it a little bit, but I mean, the, uh, the, the, the three examples of him overreaching, what did you think of that? <laughs> I mean that that I feel I know it's been talked about a lot, but I mean, come on, who did he run that by beforehand as a talking point? It was a like that, a borderline that offensive was a good idea. I mean, come on, you the three times how dumb do you think we are? Interest were Jordan Mailata, one of the best, you know, probably go down as one of the best seventh round picks in NFL history. Uh, Lane Johnson, what like uh, you know, future just fantastic career and like a great pick over the two other tackles. And then I'm so tired of hearing about Russell Wilson. Like yeah. if you loved Russell, what do you, what do you always say, Zach? Right. If, if they loved Russell Wilson uh, that much, they would have taken him over Vinnie Curry, right? Yeah. That was the guy, Vinnie Curry. Right. They had two yes. second yeah. round picks that yeah. year. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, if you really loved him that much and how much you value quarterback as an organization from the get go, you would have taken him. I'm tired of hearing about that. I'm tired of hearing about JJ Ortega Whiteside <laughs> and Paris Campbell when like, they both would have are bad. Right. They, neither matter. of them are doing anything. So yeah, I mean that was uh yeah, I actually just watched the Lurie press conference for the first time yesterday. And mm. uh I mean that was just funny. Uh the 
three things. I mean, I don't know how else to, I think you guys nailed it. Like, yeah, I, I like uh, Larry, but it is, I mean, it, it does make it hard to believe like a lot of other things. If you're just going to be that blatant and untruthful about something right. like that, you know, you didn't have to say that. I mean, you didn't have to give examples. You could just say like, there's been, you know, X amount of times where I've had a rooting interest, but I let my people do their work to come out and say, those were the three times. I mean, come on. That it was I, so crazy. It was laughable. And a it was great a, job. By, by T-Mac, obviously. Yeah, I, I heard you guys give him love. I couldn't hear the question on mm. the, uh, you know, on the rewatching, but I did hear the uh, response there. So I thought that was uh, funny. You know, he said about Fletcher Cox, they thought he could do even better, um, you know, next year. That's typically not how it works with 31-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, maybe he will, but I don't know. I mean, he could. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't he good could. last year. He's so, not like yeah. 25, though. So I thought I, – I've seen a lot of different uh, takes on whether – takeaways from the owners meetings. And I would like to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, I know you've written about it, but I feel like different beats have had a different perspective on this, depending on who they talk to about whether the Eagles are content being a run heavy offense going mm. into 2022, or that they're definitely going to change and realize that like, that's not going to be sustainable. Zach's looking at me funny. Am I wrong? Uh, Zach? No, I, I, I feel I like people's that. opinions. Have yeah. You get that. You get that furrowed brow yeah, quizzical. I Zach. Like I'm in trouble. That, yeah. No, they, they, they think they must improve their passing game. Okay. And now the, I, I think that they acknowledge like you, you try to win however it can come to you. But in that building, they very much believe they need to improve their passing game. I, I feel strongly saying that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, again, this is don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. They tried to sign Allen Robinson. They tried to sign Christian Kirk. They tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. They they want to improve the passing game. By the way, I was thinking those moves. I wonder how much of that do you think is to make this an attractive destination uh, potentially for next offseason? You know, quarterback says, oh, you got Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, Dallas Goddard, and a good offensive line. That's looking better than it was a year ago. Just, just uh, I think that's it. overstated a little bit. but Okay. Right. Both not buying it. Pours cold water on it right away. All right. Uh, moving along here, what were my uh, – the Big V thing was very funny. You guys hit on that. Uh, for those who didn't watch, I mean, he, he was what? Just talking about offensive line depth and saying they don't win the Super Bowl without Big V. That was a nice shout-out to uh, Big V. Yes, that was the – that was the uh, uh, what's it called moment? The uh, Jaquiz Rogers moment, yeah. Jaquiz Rogers moment. Uh, and then the Deshaun Watson thing, you know – uh, it, it, they're not making it very hard to read between the lines on Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. I mean, if those guys were interested in playing here, uh, there's a strong possibility that I think they would have made a big move to uh, acquire one of those guys. I mean, with Deshaun Watson, he said he won't comment on players on other teams. This was at the end of the press conference, where earlier in the press conference, unprompted, <laughs> I wrote this down. He had already mentioned Halapulavati Vitae, Eric Fisher took a stray, <laughs> Russell Wilson, and Terry McLaurin out of nowhere. And, 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 and Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And, 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 uh, you, but no, he won't talk about players on other teams when it comes to <laughs> Uh, to Sean I Watson. forgot that Eric Fisher took a stray. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, I think he just said Eric, didn't he? Like he didn't even yeah. go full. And, oh, he and, might and, have, and, yeah. and he forgot Luke Jokel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all had to like, it was like, it was like audience participation. We all, we all filled in Luke Jokel <laughs> yeah, for him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was, uh, th those were my takeaways. Um, from it, I wrote a little bit more about it, like you mentioned on The Athletic, which uh, people can subscribe, of course, theathletic.com slash Birds with Friends. ZB did a seven-round seven mock. Bo's got some stuff in the works. So uh, draft time is a good time to uh, 
resubscribe. Maybe many of you subscribed last year with our mm. big, you know, in-depth story. Maybe that subscription ran out and you're wondering, do I want to re-up? I would say now would be a good time mm. to re-up using that. Code. Don't worry. Don't check it. It automatically re-ups. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, That's how we get you. All right. All right. There you go. Don't say Company that. man. Uh, travel leftovers. What do you got there? Well, I, I, I think I want to just get to the priorities here. I mean, taking a okay. break an hour, seven minutes. Aguilera, in, uh, solo parenting, yeah. master's picks. No, no. I think maybe just Aguilera and uh, the master. We got to get to that. Well, I, I'm I curious want... in the solo parenting. I want to hear what your, what your well, take is. Uh, have you done, has anyone, who uses Waze here? I don't think Zach wasn't a Waze man in Florida, right, Zach? I, I use Google Maps, but I, I have Marissa's Waze. raising her hand for the audio listeners. I use, I use Waze, yep. Marissa, have we used the Christina Aguilera voice on Waze yet? No, I didn't what even do know have? the thing. Do you I just do the to, regular? Yeah, the regular voice. Oh, no, listen, either you got to go. Well, for me, I had the Indian uncle for a while, uh, <laughs> which was very enjoyable. Uh, but then I switched to Christina Aguilera. I mean, outstanding experience. And I know that no one is doing this because I tweeted about it. And it was probably the lowest engagement I've got. I mean, you couldn't even get like five likes on that bad boy. But listen, it's right there for you. She gives you some life advice. You know, if there's an obstruction on the road, she tells you life is full of obstacles. It's how you overcome them that matters. My kids, you know, I've talked about this so much. They're like, you have a cr- do you have a crush on Christina? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed this. I would recommend everyone, like, Choose the Christina Aguilera option and then get back to me. Have you been stuck in traffic yet? And she tells you you're a genie in a bottleneck. <laughs> you know what? I think she says something about genie in a bottle. I believe she did. Yeah. She incorporates uh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or beginning of a ride. She'll really set it up for you. When you get home, there's like a big congratulations type thing. So it's very nice. nice. That must've been an interesting recording session for Christina to get all that, all that. Ways, audio in there. I'm available. Listen, I feel, you know, I'm not going to say I have like a, dulcet tones but i have an acceptable voice i feel like for one of these things audiobook ways no yeah. nothing all right i'd like to get in the studio yeah all right uh, that i'd like that for you christina aguilera uh all right Bo. so you looked at your the master slate for five minutes here marissa yep. and zb feel free to free to chime in <laughs> i don't know if you have any uh takes here or not no uh Golf I betting. do love the the song they play, like um, when they mm. preview it, and they're like the George. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But Put that's my that's time. my yeah. only Masters take. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when did I start? I know Bo's uh, a big Masters guy, so I, I'm curious his take here. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Don't you have a shirt or something? Yeah. Yeah, I, like uh, yeah I didn't really know what that meant either. That was sort of, well, I was like, did Bo have like a weird, like, <laughs> no, you know, it's like a, something with somebody no, at the if, Masters where he said if, that very strangely. If, but if I had talk, no idea what he was talking about. If we were talking about the Final Four, I, I would like to be uh, a big Final Four guy. Bo's a big Masters guy, right? So, okay. Not that you What? Like, I don't like the Final Four? Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even pull out the Helsinki. You just <laughs> I know. I meant to say. Well, I, I had already done Helsinki, but first you took his games. Now you're saying he doesn't like college basketball. Yeah, come on. No, I, I, I didn't. Okay. You didn't you hear about making my own top twenty fives, making my own brackets? Yeah, correct. All right. True. So I just meant it's a fun tournament uh, this year. I, pro- I I think I pull a little lettuce on probably how many games are there total? Mm. Sixty three. Uh, Sixty three. Yeah. 63. Well. Yeah, I didn't. Not, do not including the play-ins. Yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. little let it. Zach made great... Zach made uh, Zach made bank at halftime of the uh, national championship game. What did yeah. he do? Put Kansas money line at halftime. 
Where's the text? Come on. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to give you betting advice. I mean, yeah, I, you I just I, say I I, you, you just say I'm doing this, and I mean, knowing me, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll throw a little something on that. I just I, that I, I got a little little Kansas. He's now in the running. He's now in the running to buy the Eagles from Jeffrey Lurie. Okay, very nice. Uh, I am very much a uh, golf betting rookie. Mm. I just uh, pick my guys for the majors, but I love it because I feel like you want to pick three, you know, three to five guys in the beginning. And then if they all suck it up, guess what? Saturday morning, you get good to start mid, over. Yeah. Good bet midway event. Yeah, yeah, you get to do. I know Bo really enjoys a mid, you know, uh, what, like a Saturday morning? You like a Friday morning? You like yeah. every round doing a little stuff. Yeah, one little. Right? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done a ton this year. I've been much less into the golf season than years past because the uh, year-long uh, golf league that I did uh, is no longer yeah. going. So okay. it's like really affected my my fandom. But uh, okay, I'll, t- I'll be tuning in. All right. Also so got I've- my rotisserie baseball draft, National League only on Thursday. That's what's really okay. on my mind. I've got three guys here, uh, and I'm willing to put it, you know, add a couple more to this. So if you have strong feelings about this, if you feel like somebody has a strong birds with friends connection, by the way, I got, latest, I got, go latest Abbott Elementary, they said Garbanzo. Yeah, I'm just saying. Did they really? Not, not in the context we do. Okay. But I think there could be a writer or something, you okay. know, fill it up Philly based. Uh, so I, we're making our way to those. Um, you know, we got uh, Dave, Abbott Elementary. Is there another one in there? I don't know. Okay. All right. Zach looks very bored already. No, I've got I'm, six I'm, I'm guys to win and two guys for long shot, uh, top 10, top 20. Eight. Okay. All right. So you have, I'm going to give you mine and then you give me okay. yours, but also give me the two that you want me yes. to add to my card. All right. Okay. So uh, the one sort of in the favorite tier, Colin Morikawa, I, I feel like he's getting gassed up too much. I don't like it. Everything I listen to or see, they're saying Morikawa. I just bet on Morikawa every tournament. He's the official golfer of the Kapadia family. Naya likes a Morikawa. I like a Morikawa. And so I'll probably do a little, you know, outright top five and a top ten on a Morikawa. Uh, I've got him in there. I think there are there are okay. three guys here who I have at plus 2,000 who, like, they're the, the, the heavy favorites is yeah. a little bit recency bias weighted. You've got your Cam Smith, who's very good. Your your Scotty Scheffler, who's very good up there. But these three guys, who all, if they are playing well, are the best golfer in the world. So oh. I have Marikawa okay. in there as well. Well, give me the other two now. It's, we don't Xander Shoffley and, and Brooks Kepka also there. I feel like uh, long now, shot. Now, bets. do you like a cat? I feel like Kepka's not your kind of guy. No, I do not. I do not like a Kepka. Okay, but, but you like you respect his game. Yeah. Okay. Respect the game. All right. I mean, I, yeah, I basically go by like how I feel like their demeanor is as I watch four tournaments a year. Yeah, I think you would like Morikawa and Xander. Oh, I love Morikawa. I know you love Morikawa. Yeah. All right, so Xander, I'm writing down Xander. Uh, My next guy, Paul Casey. Uh, Maybe, I mean, he's got great golf shirts. Every tournament, he's got a shirt that I want. Uh, I love that. And he seems very jolly. I mean, the guy is always smiling. I feel like out there, this could be wrong. Again, I watch four tournaments a year. That's it. But I'll probably do, you know, a outright top five, top 10, and top 20 on a Casey. Casey and Morikawa, I feel like I've won money on both of them them previously. And so since I like them, I'm just going to keep coming back to that. Casey famously always uh, sort of involved in the leaderboard at a major, but uh, never able to close the deal. I like um, that. I can relate to that. He's a bit of a uh, he's a bit of an interesting character in that he's like become more American than than uh, English. Like he's he sort of turned mean? his back on the European tour uh, eh. to some degree. And, All right, yeah. I have no issue with that. Okay, just letting you know. 
Okay. He's not on my list. Uh, and my third guy's a long shot. Uh, by the way, I mean, can we expand the field a little bit to get my Indians in here? You can have a mm. Masters without a Sahith Gala. It wouldn't be the Masters if it wasn't if it wasn't exclusionary. Exclusive, exclusive, excluding. Yeah, my Indians. Yeah, that's Get the, the hell whole. That's here. the it's 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 the, the jewel of the morning. South. Of course, it's about yeah. exclusion. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. I mean, once the Gala and Batia are in there, uh, they will be my top two. That's why the Open Championship is my favorite major. Okay, uh, but my last one, long shot, uh, Cameron Champ. I've always enjoyed. Enjoy nice, Cameron Champ. It was a nice feature about his uh, grandfather biracial family i think his dad would his dad play baseball i, I remember it was a good feature uh, during one of these tournaments so i kind of liked him there young guy also i feel like he's got a good hack game does he go flat i think he goes flat good hack game yeah. yeah handsome guy okay. one thing okay. good for him about the masters he's a he's a bad putter hits the ball a mile bad yeah. putter but he has played the masters once before and like there's a case to be made that uh, like it's a good tournament for bad putters on repeat visits, such as Hideki Matsuyama last year, uh, okay. because they, they you get the reps, you know the greens. All right, so champ, you know I, I'll have to decide. I mean, I'll probably go top twenty, and then maybe pick one of the other ones just in case he has a nice uh, nice tournament there. All right, I'll also so give those you, are the three. Uh, I'll give you uh, Will Zalatoris, go Deeks, plus thirty five hundred, okay. good debut last year. Also uh, one of the better players in the world if he's good. Uh, you know I love a Tony Finau. It doesn't work. But Why? He's, what do you, I mean? You yeah, you guys always well, push. Me he's a long. He, he's along the same line. He's he's a better version of Cameron Champ in that he's he's all about uh, hitting the ball a mile, but he he's not a good putter. He could putt there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very very long shot. Uh, Webb Simpson sticking with the Deeks. I mean, he's at thirteen plus thirteen thousand. I might put a little <laughs> lettuce on uh, on him as a top plus eight hundred top ten. Okay. And then my other top ten uh, guy is Luke List. And uh, top 20 on Ryan Palmer. That's what I got for you. I think Nate Tice, when he chimed in, had Luke List as one of his two. Uh, Luke List two. is uh, probably my second favorite golfer. What, what what can you tell me about a Luke List? I've literally never heard of this guy. Uh, hits it long and straight. Uh, and also not a good putter. And hasn't been to uh, Augusta since, I think, 2005 or something like that. Um, oh, so he's old. He's he's not old, old. He's he, he That was when he was an amateur. How's his uh, hack game? Good hack game. How's his shirt game? I mean, he's 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 rocked up, baby. He's oh, he's okay, a, he's all a, right. A, so handsome, he likes a nice fitted, you know, let it all out there. Love a Luke guy. list, a little slim fit. Okay, yeah, went through a bit of a uh, of a, of a uh, downturn in his career. It was uh, he was a hot shot youngster, worked his way back up, won his first won his first tournament uh, a couple months ago. Our comment section has just stalled with <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, I would say so with this golf time. All right, so I'm gonna add a Luke list um to my uh to my it's funny my zach list. zach is is bristling because you've noted the comments section have stalled and you didn't mention that zach hasn't said a word in eight minutes no i mean well i told zach no, I'm not bristling about that. no i i, yeah. I look zach do uh, you have a pick for based on what you heard if you had to throw uh, you got to put a little let it i'm telling you zach you're gonna enjoy I betting don't on enjoy this golf i i i try you know it's that's what it's gambling funny. is for i tried I, stuff I, I you tried don't watching. enjoy becomes fun I watched the Masters one year because I I wanted like a conversation piece with my father-in-law for it. You know, I thought like is uh, he a golf know, fan? Yeah, he likes golf, and so Ooh, I, I thought can like we get a pick from father-in-law well, Berman. I would be the, interested in that. The, yeah. Well, so it's 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 not it's the father-in-law's the maternal side, right? Okay. So not Berman there, but um, oh, sorry. but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, yeah, father-in-law, yeah, yeah, father-in-law yeah, I meant, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, so it's funny. So like. <laughs> Because I was going to be with him the Master Sunday, so I I 
I paid attention to it. Like I studied it. I read all the coverage and I go and like, I'm dropping all this information about all these players. And he just wants like watch golf leisurely, right? Like, like he doesn't want the bio of this player who's, who's minus two. Uh, yeah. So, so golf doesn't do it for me as much. Um, okay. If, if, if we're talking baseball futures, I'd have, I'd have more of an interest in that, but okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get this solo parenting off your chest. I want to I want to get the the rundown. Wait, but who's my who's the second guy I'm stealing from you? Oh, Xander or Zell Zell Torres? Take Zell Torres. Zell Torres. All right. All right. Uh, I would also, you know, I've been looking at the golf. The golf analytics seem very interesting to me. You think I could dip my toe into that water? There's like one guy, right? He writes for the Athletic, Justin Ray, I believe. I think there's more than that. I think you haven't you haven't expanded your search. Too All right. Much. So I wouldn't be able to just jump in and you know no. become a golf analytics guru. Data golf is a good is a good. Okay, it seems interesting to me. All right. Uh, so I, I mean I don't know. Yeah, this this might not be that interesting. Wife was away for a few days. Uh, me and the kids. Uh, Twenty four hours in, and we had a dead fish, and Naya had forgotten her homework folder for the first time all year. <laughs> so it's not Sounds my fault. Right. You yeah. know, Bubbles died of natural causes. He was stuck to the little, you know, filter thing. Uh, I didn't know if he was dead or not. You know, Naya thought he was breathing. I wasn't sure. So we sent the video to uh, Fish Uncle and to uh, Uncle. Jessica, and they both said he's dead. <laughs> so I had to scoop him out and throw him in the trash can. So now it's just Finster in there solo. So that was, I mean, what are the odds that the one Finster. day I'm by myself That's that uh, Bubbles dies? Uh, so that was. How do you great. explain that one? Yeah, I don't know. I did. I mean, listen. The kids fed them, so they were fed. Finster's still thriving. Mm. I think it's coincidence. I'm doing. I, I, uh, I, I, I gave the uh, boy who cries wolf story to uh, read this past weekend, and it was it was meant like you should never lie because of the boy who cries wolf. Now he's scared out of his mind that a wolf is going to come in and need, <laughs> and need him every night. So we got the wrong we got the wrong message. Yeah, we got the wrong message. So, should I show up? I should I show up and one. say that I'm the wolf? <laughs> he'd be he'd be spooked out. Yeah, if you called oh him, like the wolf's on the phone. I yeah. sneak I sneak into his room. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, forgotten okay. homework folder. That's not my responsibility. <laughs> put your fold, put your folder in the bag when it's ready to go. Uh, Naya said her uh, teacher thought she was playing an April Fool's joke on her when she said she forgot her homework folder because she's gone all year. That was not missed assignment. Uh, so then she blamed me. So that did she blame it on you? She blamed it on me. She also uh, threw. She said, "Oh, I talked about you in class today." I said, "Oh yeah, what, what was it?" You know, thinking it would be uh, something nice. Well, you know, the teacher was telling a story about like a parent. Uh, you know, who was always away for work. And I raised my hand and said, that was you. I'm like, I've been on two work trips in like three years. I mean, come on. I'm not going anywhere. But yeah, so I got thrown under the I, The but other morning, we had a, nice uh, time. a drop off on Monday. I had I had done uh, laundry for the kids and they have their like their nappers uh, for, for daycare. And they're like, they come in these sleeves. Like there's a blue one and a red one. And I accidentally switched up uh, which one goes in which. And I still haven't heard the end of it. It's like, mm, like they, they came out like, oh, we had a little thing today. You know, Casey was upset, but we figured it out. And like yesterday, then the, the next day, he's like, Daddy, why don't you switch up the nappers? Like, it was a mistake. We all make mistakes. I'm sorry. Just say next time, do it yourself if you want to make sure mm. it gets done right. There you go. And that's what I've reverted to. It hasn't helped. All right. Uh, Marissa, <laughs> what's, what's, what's new in married life? 
Well, I actually want to hear your guys' t-ball takes because I went mm. to my little cousin's t-ball game and it is very, very hard to um, not yell at them like you're doing something wrong. Mm. <laughs> so I want to know what your guys' takes were because I saw you had some t-ball games this weekend. I did. Yeah, it's it's great, right? Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 fun. We're, we're learning about it. My son's into it. Um, and yeah, it's at this age, the whole purpose is just like, to go out there, run around. Everyone, everyone scores. Everyone gets on base. Um, I put yeah, a that's joke the on, tough part for me. I'm yeah. like, come on, he's out. I I, I put a joke on Instagram. I I put a where's, joke up on Instagram. Where's his tailgating? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, this is a true story. This is not even self-deprecation, right? So uh, so Reed was playing second base and wearing number two, and my brother Matt played second base and and, and wore number two. And so I I said to him, I said you play the same position as your uncle. And he said, I want to play the same position as you, dad, which is like a, a nice thing for a four-year-old to say. And I'm like, I got bad news for you. You see the bench over there? That's, that's, <laughs> I said, that's where I played. Um, I don't think he understood what that meant. I thought he thought, <laughs> I think he thought like I was in timeout. The whole you couldn't, time, you right? couldn't pass up an opportunity to be self-deprecating even in, <laughs> even in that moment. Uh, but that, that, that's honest to God that happened. True story. We've got our first practice uh, Saturday, so I'll report mm. back with Lila. Are you coaching, Shield? I'm an assistant. I'm one of like six assistant coaches. Nice. Yeah. Uh, she's excited for the snacks. I don't know about anything else. I'm excited for you to like you. jockey for position for superiority with the other assistant coaches. Oh, no. I'm trying to do as little uh, as possible. But I did, uh, you know, I told her. I, I think she wants me to just be there, so I will uh, be there because she's a little nervous about it but uh in terms of uh helping out i don't think i'll be much i'm trying to just make You're sure the new no coach one hits in the head. <laughs> that i mean that that name is available now no that's not sure the uh uh we we make people say kapalia my dad would never let anyone call him dr k so nice the name. i like that so i stick with that i like that yeah okay all right all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. I think uh, pretty soon we got to get back to a uh, two two week cadence as we ramp up for the draft. Maybe not. Maybe not next week since you guys are both uh, making moves. But after that, we'll we'll do that. So uh, we'll be back next week unless the Eagles make another uh, big pre draft trade for Zach, Shield, Marissa, Elijah, and the extended Birds with Friends universe. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 